This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon. I'm Jeff Daly in for Spencer Chase. U.S. corn and soybean conditions slipped again last week in the hot and dry weather of the Midwest. U.S. Crop Progress Report showed that 64% of the corn crop, either good or excellent as of Sunday, downed another three points from last week's slide. Soy conditions slipped to 63% good to excellent, down two points. Atmospheric scientist Eric Snodgrass with Nutrient Ag Solutions says there's a very clear line in the nation of haves and have-nots with adequate moisture for crop development. It starts in the northern plains, goes through Iowa, into Illinois and over in Indiana. Those are the places that are going to be the haves. Maybe you could extend that all the way to the mid-Atlantic. The have-nots are in the Mid-South. They're into the Southern Plains, at least as we look over this next week. There will be some storms in eastern, or excuse me, in western Kentucky, western Tennessee, getting into Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas. But if you're north of that line, you are fully in the pattern where we got the ridge riders that are going to come through and probably save the day for a lot of folks. Snodgrass says the La Nina weather pattern is still in place. But some folks got a break this weekend. It's kind of as though the La Nina just loosened the grip enough to kind of let the pattern shift around. But that doesn't mean that La Nina is not gone. And it also doesn't mean that there's not risk still on the table for later in July or in August. That's that's still not gone yet. But right now, temporary relief for a lot of folks. U.S. Department of Agriculture said 7% of the nation's corn crop is beginning the reproductive phase in silking. 16% of soybeans are blooming and 3% setting pods. Iowa's Ray Gasser didn't get all the rain that he wanted the holiday weekend, but he says he's pleased with what he received. So uh, southern Iowa, about the bottom two or three tiers of counties in Iowa, uh, didn't get much rain uh, Saturday, Sunday there. Um, but the northern two-thirds of Iowa got a really nice rain, I think mainly from one to two inches. So it was a pretty good coverage over about two-thirds of Iowa. Uh, on our farm last Friday, we got uh, six-tenths of an inch, which was uh, very welcome. Gasser says crops are faring well, but will need more moisture. So uh, on our farm, uh, we, we got just about a little over half the normal rainfall in June. Uh, we were fairly wet in April, May. Uh, overall, there was, there has been drier areas than we're at. Uh, we're showing up to be in a, in a beginning of a drought in our, our corner of southwest Iowa now on the, on the maps. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, uh, would really be thankful for a good rain here. Kentucky's Eddie Milton says crops have been good in his state considering. I guess as hot and as dry as it's been, I would say that it's fared fairly well. But boy, every day that goes by now, it's uh, those thin places on hillsides or a little bit poor soil types are really showing up. And you know, when I've, I've always said that when you see that the uh, those thin spots begin to turn white, that's when it goes backwards, and it's uh, I believe it's done for. So there's a lot of those thin places. Melton says beef producers are facing some difficult decisions with limited pasture and forage supplies. Well, I've heard some folks in the central part of the state that are even talking about haying their cattle beginning to have to hay their cattle now. So um, what hay they did get, and you know we had a we had a cool wet spring to start with, so some of the hay didn't produce what it normally produces. So we're a little bit short on that end of it, and then with the drought coming on now. 
uh, people start feeding hay now, that's going to cut into their supply this winter as they need that need to save that for this winter. So uh, a drought is never good for any farmer. This afternoon's report said only 32% of Kentucky corn was rated either good or excellent with nearly half the crop rated fair. We'll have more AgriPulse Drive Time after this. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The Securities and Exchange Commission's proposed climate rule will hurt farmers and ranchers. The agency should not regulate rural America like it regulates Wall Street. Learn more at fb.org. Welcome back to Drive Time. Andy Levine with the American Seed Trade Association says technology is providing crops that are better for consumers and the environment. As science changes rapidly and we see these opportunities, not only to enhance the ability to make the farmer more efficient with herbicide tolerance or BT or things like that, we we are now perfecting those areas where we can make our fruits and vegetables even healthier. Levine says the U.S. regulatory system lags the advancements in technology, and that's limiting U.S. growers from the best seed. You know, Jeff, I don't think science or discovery within plant genetics is ever going to leave the United States. We're still going to continue to have that. But I think the, the our government, as we work with them and try to advance it, there is such a concern that they understand what's happening. It becomes the drag. And I think we're going to start seeing that the discoveries, that the, the foundational discoveries that are made here in the U.S. are going to be taken somewhere else because they're easier to bring to market in some way. Levine says crops that produce better and are more sustainable may not be available for U.S. growers. Levine is featured on this week's Open Bike Podcast, available now at www.agripulse.com. Well, that's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington for Spencer Chase, I'm Jeff Nally.